Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and on my right-hand side here is my right-hand man, Gabriel. Hi. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Chrome Waves. They have a new album called The Rain Will Cleanse, released on September 10th via Transcending Records. Right now being joined by James to share some more information about what the boys have got going on and about this stellar record, which has a super cool sound, so I've been like incredibly excited uh, emotionally on the inside. I've been charged uh, <laughs> for this interview. So, James, welcome. Oh, yeah. Welcome, James. What's up? Great having you on, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's been almost exactly a month now since that album came out, and um, it coincidentally coincides with the same day that I also, uh, I don't know if you can see, if I can lift it high enough, broke my leg that day, so... <laughs> It's been, uh, it's, I've, I've been like counting. I'm like, all right, now it's been a week since this album came out. Let's check the stats and all this and see how it's going. And at the same time, I'm in a cast and got a few more weeks in this too. And they just happen to coincide so well. So it's kept me uh, on the up and up with uh, the release of this album. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, when somebody says for good luck or whatever to break a leg, I don't think they mean it, James. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really mean to. I it, it um I actually happened to be in Milwaukee uh, last month when this album came out for a wedding um of a couple of close friends that I met touring um back in the day and uh the the ma- the male component of that marriage uh he has been on tour with Chromeways a couple of times to do photography uh and has done some of like our tour flyer work and stuff too and so um, it was a, it was a pretty sweet day, but at the end of the day, we were jamming out to some of our own tunes at the end of the reception and I happened to, uh, slip and could not bear any weight, but I drove myself home from Milwaukee and waited a couple of days to go to the Mayo Clinic here in, in Minnesota and lo and behold, it was broken. So, wow. but, uh, yeah, so I won't, I will never forget the day that this album came out. <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, the rain will cleanse. You just got to stick your leg out into the rain. I get it. Because some <laughs> sometimes that works when the wind is blown. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, so you didn't even know that you broke it. That's crazy. No, it was um, like I, I that was a, actually the Friday evening, the tenth, uh, when the album came out, and that was the night I broke it. But. So the next morning when I woke up in the hotel room, it was stiff and and very large, but there was no bruising uh, at that point. But when I woke up Sunday morning and I had driven home from Milwaukee, it's about four hours away, um, there was a ton of blood and my foot was even more swollen. And that's when I I work with some nurses and doctors at my actual day day job. And uh, they took a look at it on Monday and I called and I didn't have like a primary care physician or anything set up at all. So, um, being a relatively healthy young 30 year old, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just like had to call and go through the whole process of setting up all of that just to be like, okay, can I come in and get an x-ray <laughs> without going to the ER? Um, yeah. and, uh, luckily, so I got in the next, the next day it was a two, the Tuesday after before I got in. And that's when they were immediately were like, yep, here's a cast. But luckily, it's pretty uncomplicated. It's the it's the fibula, um, so it's like the 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 outside area of my and bottom of my leg bone technically that's broken. And a month on, it's definitely much better, and I have a little bit of range of motion in it. But I can't can't like walk walk without the cast on yet. So 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, just don't get into any <clears throat> any fights or actually, you could do a roundhouse kick now with your cast on. That would probably be pretty effective. Yeah, these are um, it's the air cast, so you can like blow them up. It's pretty sick. I, I don't think I would even feel it if I kick somebody in the face. Wow, that's even better. <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of bones in the face. Uh, well, that's cool. Primary care physician. I remember my parents were always stressing <laughs> that, and then as I got older, I was like, I'm not going to die. What do I need that for? And then. <laughs> Is that question that you get when you go in for something random where they're like, and who's your primary care physician or your family doctor? And I'm like, yep, you know, I don't I don't have one of those. And like, do you have any idea if you've ever been immunized? I'm, yeah, tons of times with stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah, as a kid, but as an adult, uh, I mean, I haven't gone to like Central America or anything, so I don't think I ha- I've had to. Right. Yeah. I actually found out I did. I was due for like a. God, it, the last time I, they said that I'd gotten one was like 2004. It wasn't tetanus. It was something something else, apparently. You're supposed to get every 10 years as an adult oh. that I had to get. And when I went in for the x-ray, so I did that too. Yeah, that's always fun. Uh, whenever right. I get, because I work in culinary, and whenever I cut myself with a knife uh, enough to uh, warrant going into the clinic, I always get that question. Have you ever had your tetanus shot? And in that moment, I'm always like, it, I don't know. <laughs> even though it was probably like a year ago that I had a tetanus shot. So they just, I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure my knife was not rusted. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. You know, cool. Your well-rated kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> if it was. Yeah. Milwaukee. It reminded me of uh, Wayne's world. When you said that, uh, where Alice Cooper is like Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the great land. <laughs> is it actually though? I, I, I wouldn't never, be surprised because Wisconsin's like 90% of the, of the city and town names are of native tongue, essentially, and, you know, English, Anglicized. Yeah. But I'd have to look that up. Uh, I'm, I've been told, and I didn't look it up either, but where I'm from in Canada, Winnipeg, uh, is an indigenous term for muddy water. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. How do you spell Milwaukee? I don't want to know the Milwaukee weather. I'm sure it's nice. M-I-L-W-A-U-K-E-E. Yeah, there we go. Milwaukee meaning. Ah, it says Alice Cooper on Google. It does. Yeah. Yeah, good, beautiful, pleasant land. There it is. Alice Cooper was not wrong. Does this guy know how to party or what? No kidding. Speaking of partying and the album, The Rain Will Cleanse, uh... So many great questions. Number one, incredible soundscapes. It's like, I remember the first time I heard it, I thought that is one of the most killer guitar sounds that's both in my face and ridiculously far away at the same time. That is a good way of putting it. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people thus far have thought that uh, the guitar tones uh, on the album were synth. And we didn't actually play hardly any synth on on anything. There was like, there's actually a lot more synth on the last, the last album where we live, uh, than this one. It was primarily all guitar, um, and for the most part, it was actually VSTs. It wasn't actual pedals. Um, the, all the rhythm guitar was tracked like, like actual live guitar mics. Um, but for the most part, except for I think on track three, tired, it was all VSTs. Uh, track three, I was using. Well, I think I have the pedal in the room somewhere in here, but it's uh, the Ocean's 11 reverb pedal. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite favorite pedal of them all. You, and you I got, like reverb. You can't tell. Because you got tired of other stuff on that track. So you 
So you recorded an ocean. That's right. Ocean's Eleven Reverb. I'll have to look that up. Anybody in the comments down below, what's your favorite reverb? Mine is Chromaverb. Yeah. Chrome, is it Chrome Verb or Chroma Verb? Chrome Waves Verb. It's in Logic Pro. And uh, great sounding reverbs. <clears throat> they came out with it a couple of years ago. My only complaint is it is a, uh, you can turn it off, thankfully. But whenever the reverb goes, it has like a, a light show. And I'm thinking yeah, it, that does also, nothing to make it sound better. It just uses up CPU. So I turn yeah, that off. It, it hogs up CPU. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Cause to make it make it look nice, right? Because they can do that now. So yeah, it's the mm -hmm. colors. It's the colors that. That's actually what we primarily were record. Like I, here at home, I'm I'm I use Reaper for pretty much everything. But uh, we recorded pretty much all of this album last September, um, the same week the last album was coming out, and um, we were at Jeff's place, and he uses a Mac and 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 Logic Pro and all that jazz. Which I was fam I actually uh, started in like Logic Nine. That was like my first DAW outside of Audacity. But the CPU usage in Logic is like efficient as hell compared to some of the shit that I like. Some of the neural DSP plugins that I've used uh, on like a couple of uh, albums and like primarily what I do a lot of the demoing of guitar in. Man, I like struggle with like it taking up twelve percent CPU for a single, a single effect. Yeah, a single like amp. Yeah, I know all Logic Pro users out there are going C right, and then the Reaper users are kind of they're bragging anyway. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they need to. They have to <clears throat> in order well, to maintain yeah. self-esteem. What makes Logic like hug up all of your CPU? Like all of the like cutter, like like a sound comes in in a plugin, and then ah, so is CPU taken up because of how many like chroma bobs I usually have. Obviously, I do use other reverbs, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, now going back to the guitar sound. The funny thing is, I could see now. You mentioned a lot of people think it's synthesizer. I could see now why people did that, and I guess because I know what a guitar sounds like. I didn't think that. I just yeah. heard. I heard this like really bitey, like an active pickup kind of sound, like an EMG or a Fishman, just really bitey, super tight, active sound, and either parallel. Oh, look at that! There it is. is yeah, eighty-one, eighty-five. Uh, yeah, these are, and this is a like a kind of custom LTD. Um, it's got the Evertune bridge on it. I see that as well. So fancy schmancy, but Jeff plays one as well without the Evertune bridge, basically. So uh, that wasn't on purpose. I I literally got this guitar from a, a different bandmate up here in Minnesota, um, and Jeff just happened to also have L an LTD of the same model, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, and then maybe parallel reverb because how do you get that much reverb without muddying or drowning out the sound um i don't worry about that until i until it gets back to me in a mix <laughs> <laughs> basically i'm not i'm not the expert on that i just start i just i create what what i think to me sounds pretty good and then when i i send it to somebody to this is also why i don't do a lot of my own mixing like i've mixed like two songs ever uh, that are published at least, and generally I just I overload it and then kind of check out the the frequency ranges and see if there's a lot of clash or not. Um, with uh, within reverb or reverb, I mean within Reaper at least, I use a lot of the Rhea EQ. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a good EQ. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's that's generally how I try to stop things from clashing too much. Jeff was really the the engineer in this album, um, as really the last two as well. 
for the most part. Like a lot of the EP stuff, like gets tracked by me and then the other the albums i generally go down to his place to track mm-hmm. or i send him stuff actually i did all of the vocals to this album last december um here at home sitting right here i i didn't i don't even think i stood up to track any of them no no you were tired i was tired <laughs> uh joke's gonna get go oh, man Speak- i'm gonna get nailed for that for forever now <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of lyrics, is there a theme to the album? Yeah, um, it's kind of hard to explain without sounding too cheesy. Um, I think the press release that I put out, I was maybe a little too intoxicated to have been writing um, what the theme was. But essentially, going into like the instrumentals of uh, all of these tracks, I think the only one that I had I had lyrics for before it was like, okay, these are the these are the six tracks that we're going to put out was tired and then the others i literally like i said when i sat down in december to actually track vocals um and i i ended up doing them here um, because of covid uh i kind of just wrote all on the fly but i i had based off basically tired um the idea to write the like thematically from the music being kind of like an upbeat but kind of somewhat sad story like relationship stories like that was kind of the theme of it and i i said in my press release essentially that went out when uh with transcending when they released uh the information on this album coming out that i was really thinking about like 80s love songs at the time and that i mean it all goes back to to wham uh for me mm-hmm. so that uh that was essentially where the lyrical content came from. And I mean, that's not to say that, uh, again, I was just like trying to write to a certain, like a certain story by any means. It was just kind of what felt right. And I kind of ad-libbed a lot of it. Um, There's a couple choruses in there that I just made up on the spot, started tracking. I had like the melody in mind. Like sometimes uh, I like, I was just like, and then just kept kept that part on repeat for like five minutes until I figured out what I wanted to say. And that's that's kind of my my take on doing lyrics for a lot of stuff lately. I used to like sit and write out all these like long paragraphs and then get to writing a song and being like, this doesn't work at all. I can't fit these constant or I can't fit these like syllables in this amount of space. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the important thing, right? You got to work on the melody. And then when the melody is there, you can work out your, your vowels. And then when you you got your vowels worked out, you go, all right, what rhymes with tattoo? You do. (laughs) I got a, you do tattoo. Then a country song comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. You've been listening to a little, uh, outlaw country up there in Winnipeg. I know that it's, uh, it is a little bit of the, uh, the wild west up there. It I mean, is it's no Calgary, but no, definitely no Calgary, but uh, <laughs> for sure, definitely some. I'm an outlaw, outlaw country. Be a rebel. I'm a rebel outlaw country. Ooh, what Winnipeg, Winnipeg is the uh, Georgia of Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Falcon. Alberta is the Florida of Canada, and the Texas yeah. <laughs> all rolled into one. You're right. Oh, geez. Yeah, for Sorry. the love of. Oh, it's okay. I I now have relook. I live in Alberta now. Um, yeah, you either come for love or for money and I came for the money and I'm unfortunately staying for the love, 
because I met my beautiful wife, and then we now have two beautiful children. But we do have an escape plan because this place sucks. But <clears throat> what doesn't suck is Chrome Waves, everybody. So on today's show notes, the band's website is available, chromewaves.bandcamp.com. The album, The Rain Will Cleanse, is available everywhere you consume music. And two music videos <clears throat> that are available that I'm aware of anyway, will be available in today's show notes, Sometimes and Windblown. So if you are listening in right now on Spotify, Apple Music, Google, the Googs, uh, or you're watching on YouTube, you're watching on the website, therockwoodlepodcast.ca, you can see how tremendously good-looking we all are. It's almost ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it's unfair. I, sh- I showered this week, so it's good. I'm, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I look good. Yeah, no, you do. You kind of, from this angle, like if somebody shook me up and gave me a couple of beers and then punched me in the face and said you're going to do an interview with Dimebag, I'd believe it. Yeah, I got the uh, the Bass Pro Shop hat on today too. I bought this uh, for five bucks last week. I needed some new uh, new hats because I kind of wear them out. Wow, cool. Uh, so that's that's it. We chatted about breaking a leg. We chatted about Milwaukee and Wayne's World and Alice Cooper. We chatted about. Uh, Synthesizers. We also kind chatted of. about Ocean's Eleven Reverb. Ocean's Eleven Reverb, which I looked up on Good the interwebs. Yeah. It's the best reverb yet. Best reverb yet. Well, the thing I like about it, and maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's not, but it looks like it has 20 different reverbs in it. A plate, a reverse reverb, an echo, a tremolo, a modulated reverb. Um, I don't know what Dyna means. Is that a compressed reverbs like it's compression and reverb that's a good question one sec it's i know it's right behind me i'm gonna grab it they even have an octave reverb that's cool dyna i don't see that dyna right there <clears throat> dynamic i think that's just what it's most to stand for of course but i'm not sure what dynamic honestly the uh there it is yeah this uh this bad boy i i for the most part use the the plate um and the shim the uh mm. shimmer Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, reverbs with shimmer effects on them. So, yeah, that well, is a huge, huge piece of uh, a lot of Chrome Wave stuff for the last couple of records now. Wow. Very cool stuff, baby. OK, well, that concludes my question. So once again, everybody listening in or watching, you can go into today's show notes. Check out chromewaves.bandcamp.com. Anywhere that you consume music, the album, The Rain Will Cleanse, out via Transcending Records, available wherever it is that you consume music. The two music videos, Sometimes and Windblown, links available in the show notes below. James, great having you on, baby. Yeah, thank you for having me back for a a different band now. Quite welcome. And, you know, uh, man, when was that? I guess maybe if you just type in James Benson Rock Metal Podcast, you should be able to. It was Fine. January of 2021, yeah. Okay. Because that was when the Comatose album came out. Yeah. Beautiful. So look up, look up some things, uh, rock metal nation people, lovers. Um, Hell yeah. James Benson, Comatose. We also just reached uh, like 200 subscribers. That's a big moment for us. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. So on Spotify, we have over 2,000. Um, I don't know anywhere else because stats are... Speaking of the Wild West, stats on podcasts are... Most weird. weird and probably not even true, and they keep change. <laughs> they keep changing it as well. Wow! Uh, about was- three years ago, some committee somewhere was like, "Let's change the way we calculate downloads." So was- you could drop thousands of downloads a month all of a sudden because they changed the way that they 
calculate hmm. downloads because there really are no downloads anymore. Now it's actually just streams. This yeah. Because podcasts very- used to be downloads. You had to download an MP3 from iTunes and load it yep. onto your iPod. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, sweetie? And then on YouTube, which we started doing during the pandemic, we're now at 200 subscribers, so that's good. Yeah. What's up, baby? This was... The last interview was on February 18th. Well, was- we chatted in January. However, um, it probably released a month later. Well, yeah. So, episode 896, for anybody who was curious about that. And well, then, yeah. Yeah, Comatose. Comatose! So James. Comatose, the rock and roll podcast, and you should find it. Yeah, yeah. All right, James, great having you on, baby. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man.